You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And we're broadcasting from St. Joseph Church, Crosby, Minnesota, in the Diocese of Duluth. I'm uh, Deacon Dan Goshi. I had to look that up. I actually lost <laughs> lost track. <laughs> I'm, uh, wait a minute. Uh, oh, yeah, Deacon Dan Goshi. Is. I'm here with uh, Father <laughs> Anthony Craig, our pastor at, uh, at St. Joseph Church. And uh, what a pleasure it is to, to be with you again, Father. It's I mean, a joy we, to be with you, brother. We work with each other you know, a lot of weekends. Yes, but we do. Not so much on the radio very often. So. No, no. This is my honor, my joy, my privilege, my blessing. Somehow I got into this chair. Yeah. Sitting yeah. next to greatness. Across from greatness, Across, I because I'm way over here. If you're talking you about are. me, I'm way over that here. Is, but, well, uh, I wasn't talking about the machine. Okay. No okay. machine. Okie dokie. You. Yes, you yes. are the man. So, yeah, let's talk more about, about me, about my greatness. Well, enough. <laughs> that's, you know, when, when that happens, like... When I find myself, um, you know, talking about myself, I go, well, enough about me. Uh, why don't you talk about me? Yes, why don't you talk about me for a while? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. so conceited. <laughs> no, we well, well thank goodness we don't have to fill uh, with that sort of material thank any longer. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher, is it Herdebees? Herdebees, that's correct. Herdebees, yeah, I thought so when I looked at it. I could tell at once when I asked <laughs> Eli how to pronounce this. It was, uh, yeah, Christopher Herdebees. So welcome to Real Presence Live. Thanks so much. Glad to be back. And uh, we're, we're talking about Extreme Faith Camp. Uh, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then we'll, we'll get into... Ex- Every time I hear the word extreme, I go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, back up. <laughs> this, this isn't for me. <laughs> so, but uh, Christopher, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'd be happy to. So uh, I work for the Diocese of Superior up in northern Wisconsin, and my current role, it's a new one for us. We just created a new office of evangelization and missionary discipleship. Hmm. Um, We used our COVID well to have some big conversations about where we're going in the diocese, and one of the fruits of that was uh, creating this new office. But that's maybe a conversation for another day. But underneath that office uh, is going to be a lot of stuff that I used to do, uh, when I was kind of the diocesan youth and young adult person. And so part of that is running um, our our big diocesan youth events, and Extreme Faith Camp is certainly one of the biggest of those. Uh, and I've been working for the diocese since 2015. Uh, got, before that, I was working for one of the parishes here as a DRE youth minister and got a little family of three. We live on a little hobby farm in the middle of our diocese, and hmm. life is good. What what uh, town do you live in or near? We live in we live just outside of Rice Lake, oh, okay. uh, which is on the western side of our diocese. Sure, um, sure, but kind of central to it. Right. I uh, I spent uh, five years at uh, working at the radio station, one of the radio stations in Rice Lake, so I know the area oh, well. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Great stuff. Does Cumberland still have a rutabaga festival? They they sure do. Does, <laughs> yes. Does, does Spooner still have their Jack Pine Savage Days? They do in the rodeo. Right. That's right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Good. 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 So I just wanted to verify that I do know what I'm talking about when I. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Well, you know more than your prayers there. Yeah. So again, uh, we don't have any more time to talk to Christopher. We're back to me and my greatness now. Yeah, right. so. <laughs> it all comes back. To it the all foundation. comes back to me. No. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, there, there, there are events every summer. Right for for youth. Yep. I mean, and that happens in a lot of dioceses. What what is uh, what is going on in the diocese of Superior? Yeah, so we we have two kind of big 
uh, events that we run each summer. One is Totus Tuus, which a lot of dioceses in the Midwest run, and, and some outside the Midwest, too. Um, but the other big event that we run is Extreme Bid Camp, and that's been in our diocese for, I, I think this is the 11th year. Uh, it, it predates me in the diocese. It came out of the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, uh, where it's been running for a lot longer than 10 years. I'm not exactly sure how long, several decades, though. Uh, and it's it's for junior high kids. Um, we call them the campers. <laughs> and it takes place in our diocese at two different camps, uh, neither of which we own, but, but both of which we have great relationships with. One is between Hayward and Ashland, uh, kind of on the western, northwestern corner of our diocese, and then one is over at Rhinelander, the, the eastern half of our diocese. Um, and it, like I said, it's for junior high kids, but it's, it's really run by high school students uh, and I think that's one of the reasons that it's so effective. Um, and junior high kids are uh, certainly not a demographic I ever anticipated working with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it can be challenging, but I think the real key to the incredible fruitfulness that we've experienced with this program is uh, it, it really is genuinely run by high schoolers. I think a lot of times like we make kind of token roles for for teenagers to lead things, but this mm-hmm. is very genuinely run by them. So uh, it's each of the, the junior high kids are assigned into a small group based on uh, their gender and their age. And then throughout the whole course of the week, they're with a high school leader or two who are kind of their 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 dad or their mom for the week, uh, mm-hmm. running their little family. And, and we really entrust the ministry to them. And we, we, you know, we put, we have talks every day and mass every day and reconciliation and adoration and all sorts of great camp experiences, kayaking and mm-hmm. rock climbing and mountain biking and all those things. But day to day, um, throughout the course of the week, their, their high school leaders are rolling up their sleeves and laying down their lives for their, their campers. You know, their, their best friends might be 20 feet away running their sure. small groups, but, sure. but, but instead of going and hanging out with them, they're with, these junior high kids all weekend. It's so beautiful to watch them learn to love that way. Um, I think it's one of the best like vocational training things we do is just <laughs> giving them an opportunity to, to sacrifice like that for a week. So what 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 was the reason for targeting uh, the junior high age group? Yeah, you know, I I think I think developmentally it's such an important age. It's really, I mean, the age of reason obviously is, is younger than that, but I feel like. Junior high is where they're first kind of deciding what their worldview is going to be. Um, it, that, it, in obviously a not super mature way yet, but it, it's the first time where I think they're kind of piecing together uh, subconsciously the fact that they're Catholic, but they live in this secular world, and their neighbors think some things, and maybe that some of their family thinks some things, uh, but they're being raised. Catholic, and what does that mean? Uh, and so I think it's it's a it's very important to give every people of every age opportunities to encounter Christ in in the sacraments and enrich formation. But I think it's it's become increasingly clear to us that to do an event like this in high school would be too late. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we continue to do events like this in high school, uh, but it's important to have a, a first really powerful. Uh, Encountering the Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, encountering the Lord in rich Catholic community, uh, encountering the Holy Spirit um, in junior high. So it's for kids just finishing sixth grade through 
through just finishing eighth grade with, with high schoolers as well, like I said. And how long, maybe you already said, how long have you been doing this? Uh, so I've, I've been running these camps. This will be my seventh summer. Last summer we did a, kind of a, we did it virtually, and then some of the parishes got together to, to stream the live stream together and, mm-hmm. you know, do that sort of thing. But this will be my sixth or seventh summer. 2015 was the first year I did it. Okay. Uh, and was it, was it was, happening before you took, took it? Or, yep. or? Okay. Yep, yeah, it started. Oh, so it's been I, going I on a while. 2010 here and like okay. around around the the millennium turn in in Minnesota I think. Okay. And do you find that uh, the the junior high um kids that participated uh down a few years later are are the high schoolers that uh that are helping yep. out? Yeah, absolutely. So the the first year high school leaders when they're just finishing their freshman year serve on our prayer team. Mm-hmm. Um and they they're not leading small groups. They're kind of cloistered for the week with typically one of our young priests. Uh, and, and some other chaperones, and they're they're just interceding for the campers literally almost all day in, in adoration and, and having talks on discipleship and prayer. And so that's, that's a really big sacrificial week, and, and not everybody sticks around for that. Not everybody's ready for that as a, whatever that is, 14, 15-year-old. Um, but once you've served on our prayer team, then, then you can serve as a high school leader. So I would say a at least half of the junior high kids stick around and, and come oh, back to serve. That's great. That's a that's a good uh, that's a good return. It I is. Think. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's it's intense. I mean, it, and I think whoever designed the camp, uh, God bless them. I think they knew something important about teenagers that setting the bar high is actually more appealing than setting the bar low. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Like kids want to be challenged. They want to be pushed. Uh, and there's a there's a fine line there, obviously, but. But it it is I I'm un, I think the word extreme is kind of funny too to be honest. But and I'm very indoorsy. I'm not an outdoorsy person. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but but we call it that for a reason, and uh, I I think kids rise to that challenge. What what is an extreme team? I'm, I'm going to ask yes. you who makes it up. For, but first, I want to know what is it? Yeah. So the, the extreme team is is our leadership team. Uh, okay. So the prayer team. Is, is its own thing, and then the, the extreme team is our high school leaders, our chaperones, uh, our clergy. We typically have, gosh, we have at least one or two priests there all week, but over the, we have three weeks of camp, and there must be at least 20 priests that come and help out with reconciliation and masses wow. and stuff. Uh, this year's the first ever, I'm really excited about this, for half of one of the weeks, uh, a young religious community of sisters in Green Bay is going to help the missionaries of the Word, um, who are just terrific. Their their apostle is youth ministry, so we're so excited to have them come. And we hire musicians to help out. So that all the leadership basically is the extreme team. We're going to take just a short break. I want to ask a little bit more about that extreme team when we come back, um, Christopher, and and uh, get into some of the other aspects of uh, of what happens that week. Is that all right with you? That sounds great. Okay, very good. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Anthony Craig. We're broadcasting live on uh, Real Presence Live from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota in the Diocese of Duluth. And we'll be right back on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Pat Lave from the uh, Our Lady Lakes Council in Spicer, New London, uh, Minnesota, and uh, I'm a knight, have been for at least 12 to 15 years, charter member of our council, and I really believe that for us to build up our church on earth, uh, men gathering together and supporting our priests and uh, religious and working together for the common good, the people around our area and throughout the world. And I believe we need everybody to help. It doesn't take one person, it takes everybody to pitch in and to do the work that needs to be done for the glory of God. What I love about Real Presence Radio is it seems like whenever I'm struggling with something and I turn on the radio, that seems to be the topic that they're talking about. So thank you, Lord, for Real Presence Radio in my life. My friend's been trying to convert me for years. I have a long commute, and he told me to turn to Real Presence Radio. After listening to Catholic Answers for about nine months, I'm happy to say that my wife and I have converted to the faith. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Real Presence Live comes to you from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota this morning. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi. I'm one of the deacons uh, at this parish, along with our pastor, Father Anthony Craig. And uh, we were visiting with uh, Christopher Hurtabies, and uh, we're talking about Extreme uh, Faith Camp, Extreme Faith Camp. And we've just kind of gone over a little bit about uh, what that is. And, and one of the things that uh, we've talked about is um, it's, it's geared toward uh, junior high schoolers or junior high uh, um, students. Uh, it's mainly run by um, high schoolers and, and chaperones and clergy. Can you give me an idea of the scope of this? How many, how many um, junior high schoolers will, will be participating? How many high, high school volunteers does it take to pull this off? All of that sort of thing. Yeah, so our, our total number this year is between around 300 and 350 people between our three weeks of the camps. Um, we've, we've been on a very steep trajectory of growth uh, the last five years or so um, and have had to split some of our weeks for the first time, which is a, a good mm-hmm. challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but out of that number, I, it's, it's probably about uh, a quarter chaperones, um, you know, for safe environment mm-hmm. reasons, we sure. keep that high, but, but for other reasons, too. And then probably about a quarter high school leaders and then about half of the, the people there are, are campers. That's that's incredible. That's really good. That's you great. said for three weeks you do you do these camps. Three oh no, camps? that's the total. That's the total. So <laughs> the like, oh. the total number. So it's two different calendar weeks, and then uh, between the two locations, we have three weeks of of camp. And next, either next summer or the summer after that, we'll have to split the 
the east side camp as well because we're outgrowing that facility as well which is okay. good problem to have yeah so so a, a an extreme faith camp if someone were to participate they would be at the camp for one week two weeks what I... one one week yep one week. So our chaperones okay. all and okay. our, our extreme team shows up on sunday and we we pray and talk about uh, our theme for the week and kind of decorate um and then the, the campers all show up on monday morning they're okay. everybody's there till friday okay all right so what happens there what, what are the activities yeah so the the kind of the skeleton of it is uh, the day starts with Mass every day, and our theme of the day, Saints of the Day, uh, memory verse of the day, and then after we've, we've prayed and done a little bit of formation, teasing the evening program out a little bit, uh, we send them out to do uh, adventures all day. So it might be um, canoeing down one of the rivers, uh, kayaking, mountain biking, all those kind of typical summer camps, uh, outdoorsy experiences, and then they come back it in the evening, and we uh, have our meal together, obviously, but then we have uh, five kind of keynote talks on a given theme throughout the course of the year, or throughout the course of the week. Uh, the, the Kind of the staples of that are the, the Eucharist, reconciliation, what it means to be a young Catholic man or young Catholic woman, and then the last day is always kind of a sending talk. But this year, our theme to kind of package all that is run to the Father, and it's going to be a five-day meditation on the parable of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. not surprisingly, our theme song is uh, Matt Mar- Mar's uh, new song, Run to the Father, which is a beautiful reflection on that. And and so um, this has been going on a number of years. 2010, I think, is when you said it might have might have started. Yep, yep. And, and so you've had... Uh, uh, a lot of people come through this, a lot of uh, changes and adaptations, I'm sure, that, 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 you know, improvements that were made. But what's some of the feedback you've heard? Yeah, it's interesting. I think, like I said, we, we say the campus for junior high kids, uh, but I think, like, there's a lot of transformation that happens there. But the, the most profound transformation, I think, happens with our high schoolers, um, with that act of, of real uh, service, laying down their life for their friends. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a really life-changing way for some of them. And uh, it, it's very anecdotal, but I, I've heard many of our youth ministers say that uh, one of their teens goes home having just really changed a lot, and, and parents saying things like, what happened to, Jim, to Jimmy at camp this week? He's a different kid, and it's like, that's awesome. Our, our analogy we always use, though, with our youth ministers is camp is a diving board, and your parish is the pool. So we're, we're just hoping to propel them into a life of deeper, richer discipleship when they get home. Like, mm-hmm. we know that life, the trajectory of a life can change in a week, but a life can't change. The, like, the proof is in the pudding when you get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to develop that interior life while they're there. That's really cool, though, that there's, like, even 180-degree turns after a camp yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, like I said, though, the my office takes very seriously the fact that we can help change the course um, by facilitating this profound encounter, but but it really is only going to actually lastingly change through discipleship. So evangelization happens at these camps, but discipleship, like actually walking with kids in a lasting way, that's the much, much harder work. Like, <laughs> we spend a few months getting ready for this, but the much harder work is the the, the next 10 months of actually mentoring kids to live out this transformation um, 
and praise God, our, our parishes are are doing that. Um, we're we're learning a lot of the diocese about discipleship, like like so many people around the, the world are. Oh, that's wonderful, though. I mean, it's it's the great work to be about. It's the work of Jesus. Yeah. I mean, he's entrusted yep. to us. That's the mission, right? <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, what would you um? Do you, do you ever think to yourself, you know, okay, the the kids have have been here, um, the, the campers have gone through the the system, we have seen that they have a desire to change the trajectory of their life or, or to make some some you know new decisions and more informed decisions about and intentional decisions about how to live. And then you send them off, and you're sending them into the pool. You know, they're, they're the diving board. They're into the pool now. Um, what, what kind of follow-up do you think parents have to be aware of so that they can continue to nurture that growth and that change of direction or, or, or parishes? I mean, uh, do you ever fear, like, okay, we, we've accomplished this. Now what? Yeah, yeah, we've got a new absolutely. Jimmy. What do we do with What do we now? do with the new Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So one of the things that I, I'm still kind of figuring out is uh, last summer we were able to pipe all of our keynotes and all of our evening programming into people's homes. Um, and that was a huge gift, right? And, and we've never pursued that before because our, our camps are kind of in the middle of nowhere and the Wi-Fi is not great. And um, But I think because we had the opportunity to do that providentially because of COVID last summer. It's like, why, why would we not continue to use that opportunity to, to at least show parents like, this is what's happening. So to follow up, talk about those, those talks that you got an opportunity to watch as well. Um, you, you're right. Like it's, it's <laughs> like, I, we should be asking ourselves, are are we using our resources well if we're only trying to reach these kids over the course of the week? And like, like I said, that's why I think my job working for the diocese is as much helping the parishes figure out what to do when they get home from camp as it is running the camp itself. And, and a huge component of that is the families. Um, you know, it, it's anecdotal, but a lot of the, the biggest fruits that I can point to of, of kids who have transformations at camp come from pretty solid families. And I think, as a church, we're waking up to the fact that we need the domestic church just as much as we need our, our parish churches, right? And so um, lots of work to be done there still, but I'm excited about some of, the, some of the things we're embarking on as a diocese to acknowledge and pursue that reality. Yeah, because these are a great shot in the arm for the kids, mm-hmm. for even the families to see and right. witness the power of God's grace happening in their in their child. It can bring about yeah. adult reversions and, and further yeah. conversions, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's yep. what you want. Yep. But yeah, you want that family life, the cell of the fa- parish life, um, to be nice and healthy in their own interior lives. And this this is a great shot for the whole family, not just for one. And even if one changes, it really does have an impact beyond that one. Um, and then Absolutely. yeah, the follow up from you and others that are doing your work as well. It can tell them how to do that, how to encourage these changes in the lives of their family members so that they can kind of continue that work. So it doesn't stop. It doesn't just flare up and, you know, fizzle out. Absolutely. And I, I think long-term goals, or maybe short, short long-term goals, mid-range goals, there it is, is to figure out how do we do this for families? How do we do this for yeah. adults? Because yeah. adults need encounter experiences as well and adults need to hear you know dynamic talks on how to live the faith in, in their state of life and um we're, we're moving in that direction it's going to take a little bit of time but yeah yeah in that direction 
I've I've heard uh, comments before, and I think you know the, the the church as a whole is is trying to take steps to address it um, in in various ways. But you know that 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 church teachings are shared up until confirmation, and then it's good luck, you know? Yes. <laughs> and there, and there, yes. And there isn't a lot of follow-up, or at least in, in the past, there hasn't been a lot of uh, uh, availability for continuing formation and, and, uh, and things like this. So it's, it's um, it, you know, it was a good wake-up call, I think, to, to hear those things were, were helpful to us. Uh, I know when, you know, when we've, my wife and I have, have helped uh, um, married couples with retreats and things like that, and there's many things about the faith that they don't understand that they don't, so they can't help their children understand it. And, and so it's, it's a beautiful thing to have this happen for youth and then to try to find a way to incorporate it into, like you said, a family family camps or family retreats or something yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I don't know why it is, but I think there's kind of this sense amongst a lot of us that once you're confirmed, if you're not living the faith, that's your fault. And it's like, right, yeah. But at, at what point, why do we not see them, that, that population, that demographic, mm-hmm. as an opportunity for evangelization the way we do teenagers? Right. Like, yeah. what, what switch gets flipped that suddenly categorizes parents as the problem instead of this other group of people <laughs> that needs to hear the good news um, <laughs> in a dynamic, winsome way, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Well, good discussion to have in another time, perhaps. Yeah, Absolutely. That's a big one. That's so a big one. It, it, are, are the camps filled up this year? You know, they are. Um, okay. if, if people are interested in, in learning more about camp, uh, our website's a great resource. Typically, the registration process starts in the fall, and by, by March, we're usually more or less full. We're, we're squeezing people in if we can. Okay. And, and how, do we, how, do, how do people find that information? Yeah, so if you go to our diocesan website, which is CatholicDOS, as in Diocese of Superior.org, uh, it's pretty intuitive how to get to, to the youth stuff from there. Okay, CatholicDOS.org. That's right. Wonderful, right. Christopher, Christopher. Thank you so much. Well done. Oh, my, my pleasure, guys. Yeah, keep up the great work, and uh, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. God bless no. you. All right, God bless, God bless you. That's uh, Christopher Herdebees from the Diocese of uh, Superior. And uh, talking about extreme faith camps. So, uh, well, there's there's warmer weather this time of year, you know, like say then in January. Mm-hmm. But uh, some of our brothers and sisters, uh, th- that that's a difficult time of year for them. And uh, we're going to find out in our with our next guests uh, maybe some ways that we can help with that. So, I'm Deacon Dan Goshi along with Father Anthony Craig, broadcasting from St. Joseph Church in Crosby, Minnesota, in the Diocese of Duluth, on Real Presence Live. Where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.